Welcome to the Mindful Mac podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie. On this podcast, we believe in a positive mindset, self-growth, creativity, improvements, being a good leader, and, well, leaving a legacy. By sharing these stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things by following their dreams and passions, we hope to inspire you to be the best version of yourself, while also providing you with brain food to fuel you on your journey. In today's episode, we have Rajan here with us to share his story. So for the people that are new to you, can you explain what you do, who you are? So I'm, uh, I wear many hats. <laughs> uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I own one business that I've had since I was 22. And then we're working on a new startup with a bunch of talented people. And also I'm in a band called Generation Zero. And we like making music. We, might, we like making things rowdy and just causing a ruckus in Toronto (laughs) and yeah just being creative I like being creative whether it's in business or music and that's just what I do I would love it um that's kind of exactly what the podcast is that's why I reached out to you because I want us kind of sharing stories to be not just an inspiration but also showcasing that if you're creative it's not it doesn't just sit in one area of your life it kind Mm -hmm. of explores the rest of kind of all the other other fields and things that you do Mm -hmm. um can you walk us through your story your journey to where you are today Mm -hmm. to how you got into um being in a band to making these custom car parts yeah so i guess it started when i was a kid i just started playing with lego and hot wheels and like when when i was a kid i would always have those bulk packs of lego i would never have like those packs that cost like so much money it's like the star wars pack or whatever or like indiana jones i didn't pack even or whatever. have legos oh, anything yeah? that i had shout out to uh, nicholas and Leica. <laughs> most of my or esther um most of my to- or dj and daniel most of my toys came from them okay <laughs> and i don't think like just being filipino my parents are just like oh you know you get the basic stuff yeah, you never same. got like oh the star wars <laughs> yeah exactly or, like the princess one it was just like here's the basic thing and you got to make yeah do of it so I always was forced to be creative, like, oh, I just have these bricks. What can I make from it? And yeah, I think that's what fostered my creativity. I would always think, like, what can I make from this? And yeah, and then I've always loved cars growing up. Through high school, I always dreamed of having a cool Miata, which I have now, I guess. And I don't know what that is, but I'm just going to nod my head. And it's on my like Instagram. Okay, I'll check <laughs> it out. You can show me The later. black car on my Instagram. And like... In college, I always had like a vision of like starting a business, making cool car parts. But then there's always a dream beyond that. And I'll get into that later. But out of college, I started my own business, making parts for cars and just started started making parts that I needed for myself and just started selling it to other people and just went grew from there. Just like building parts I want to see in the world and just releasing it to other people. So how long, oh, well, yeah, I guess I can ask that question. How long have you been making custom parts? So since the end of 2014, that's when I started the company. (laughs) And it's been like a, it's been a very up and down journey, which was great. Like a lot of learning experiences. And as long as the trend is going upwards, it doesn't matter if you have downward, some downward trajectory. Rather than. Yeah, it's peaks and valleys. But like, if you look at the overall trend, it's still up. So like, it's important to focus on the overall trend, not like, oh, I'm feeling like shit Yeah, right just now. that, that like, one session or that yeah, one day. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
just I'm curious. Uh, so you said you started in 2014. How did the pandemic affect you and your business and kind of what you do? How did you overcome those difficulties? It's hard to answer that question because <laughs> there, were, there weren't difficulties. Really? It actually helped. Wow. Well, e-commerce overall grew, right? Especially like there yeah. were some difficulties like manufacturing lead times was extended because everyone was backed up. But like it wasn't crazy. Like okay. I wouldn't say I had it as hard as other people. I think a lot of the businesses not a lot all, almost all of the businesses when the pandemic hit everyone went from kind of like not drop shipping but drop shipping and everything went online having apps pick up but still running that business and had to get everybody had to get creative to how can i still make my product or my service you know some services are more relevant than others like the grocery store but mm-hmm. how do i um how do i kind of make that experience better for other people in that sense um but that's really cool um the next kind of part that you're involved in music yeah. where did that start how well, did the band get together that was so spontaneous <laughs> so our singer is also a painter okay. and like like industrial painter or like no like artistic artist. painter okay, okay. yeah and he made a painting of i'm not i'm sure you're not aware of this logo but like there's a rage against the machine logo where it's like a fist I think I've seen it actually, yeah. And he did this really cool thing where he painted that fist, but he also painted the members of the band inside the fist. Oh, that's so cool. And he just messaged me on Instagram one day. Oh, and keep in mind, we're all like friends since high school. Okay. okay. And then this this story starts in 2017. So in 2017, he messaged me, said, like, hey, like, I'm thinking about offloading this painting. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And in my head, I was like, so I do want the painting. I love it. But I also feel like just seeing him will like spark something. So like my intuition was telling me that. I don't know like what it would spark. But I was like, yeah. There's like, something there. There's something there. So I met up with him and we were talking. We were catching up because I haven't seen him since high school. And then we're like, yeah, we should jam one day because he's a drummer. Okay. And I didn't know like he could scream his head off and rap and stuff. He <laughs> actually at the time he didn't even know he can do that too. I understand. Um, I can relate. So, to that. yeah, we met up. He gave me the painting. I bought it off him, and uh, we were like, "Yeah, we should jam." And then that we had that conversation, and nothing happened for like a few weeks. And then I also met up with our drummer, who was my friend from like grade four. So, so you started with. The singer. The singer. Then now you're... Who now, could drum. Yeah, the right? singer who could okay, drum. Okay. Just want to make sure we're clarifying that. <laughs> yeah, the singer who can drum, but he's not the drummer in our band. Okay. Yes, good thing you clarified that. And then I met up with Julian, the drummer in our the band. The drummer, the actual drummer. The actual drummer. drummer. <laughs> and we jammed, like, before Christmas. And I was like, yo, this is sick. We did, like, Rage Against the Machine covers. We just jammed in his basement for a bit. That's usually where it starts, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the basement. Yeah, it all the everything starts in the basement. It's true. And then goes up from there. Um, yeah, we jammed and then nothing happened. And then I messaged Simon, our singer, and like, hey, let's actually do those jam sessions. So I was like, yeah, okay, let's jam. So we booked the jam session at a rehearsal studio. Simon was drumming. Okay. So Julian, our drummer, is still out of the picture for now. So it's me, Simon, and Christian are bassists. We're all like high okay. school friends. Because there's four of you guys, right? Yeah, there's four okay, of us. Gotcha. But right now, there's only three. Okay. And then we're like jamming, and we had a blast. We we're just doing covers. We had so much fun. 
And Simon was like, oh, I want to, like, sing or something. Like, And I was like, oh, I know a drummer, Julian, my friend. I jammed with him, like, over Christmas. And then, long story short, we had a jam session, like, two weeks later. All four of us were doing covers, having so much fun. And then it's time to pack up because, like, you rent two hours at a time. Our time came to pack up. I was like, fuck, man, I had so... I'm allowed to swear. Go for it. <laughs> I, it's, like... it's, I think swearing sometimes is, it's not like just a bad word. It's kind of um, an expression yeah, yeah. that even in music, right? You're like, well, the only way I can express this is by saying fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> well, I was, as I was saying, I said, fuck, man, like this is such a blast. Like, I don't want to stop jamming. So I literally came up with a riff on the spot. It was like, and then the drummer just like joined in. He started drumming to the riff I just made up. And then we're, it sounded like we were playing an actual song. And then Simon and Christian were like looking at each other. Like, what the hell are these guys playing? Like, I don't know that we didn't learn this song. Like, were we supposed to learn this? And then we stopped playing and they were like, what song is that? I was like, I don't know. We literally just made it up. And Julian just joined me. And they're like, dude, that's amazing. Like, let's record this before we pack up. So, like, we recorded, like, 30 seconds of it. And I was like, we were all, like, listening to it afterwards. And long story short, that became our first song called Lookout. It's on our EP on Spotify. Gotcha. It's going to be... We'll link it. We'll link it. Yeah, okay. And we're going to re-record it better and put on the next album. It's that it's that learning curve. Exactly, we I learned so that. much. Yeah, so yeah, lookout was our first song. We're like, and we just started writing more songs from there. It was like so spontaneous. It really starts kind of because um, I kind of write music just just to write music, and some people are. I, I actually perform performed at a, a Christmas party. Just mm-hmm. it was just like a house party, and people were asking me like, "How do you write a song?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Honestly, you, like, there's not like a you can't explain yeah, it." Yeah, you just sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. And yeah. for me, if I'm like, I'm gonna sit down, I think I'm gonna write something today, it doesn't happen. And then for me, I get frustrated. I'm like, "Fuck, man, mm-hmm. I just I want more, but I don't know where." And some of the days where I'm just like, "Okay, I'm just gonna pick up the guitar for five, ten minutes, mm-hmm. just to kind of add, you know, a little strength to the calluses." Um, next thing I know, twenty minutes later, I'm like. Oh, okay. I got yeah. a first verse and a chorus. Nice. <laughs> 20 minutes. I'm like, I don't know how you come up with it. Um, kind of, so we already covered the car part. We already, car parts. And then we covered the band. Um, can you walk us through like a day of day in a life with, you know, what you do? Okay. Um, how does that look like? So <laughs> it starts at 5 a.m. Okay. And I would just wake up and... My routine is like meditate in the morning and then work out and then start actual work. And to be honest, like lately, I haven't been waking up at 5 a.m. more like 6, 6 6.30, But like I'm getting back into it. Uh, But yeah, like I love waking up early. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Nice. I like watching the sunrise. That sets me up for like a really good day. And then just work. And then I'll come into the office in the evening. And then help out the guys here, and yeah. The guys here at, at the office, yeah. not like the studio where we're at. Raja in the office. <laughs> yeah. Just to put context into where we kind of are located right now. Um, so you talk about. I'm just. This is a curious question. Um, you kind of find peace in watching the sunrise. Yeah. Um, is there any other part of your day, even if it is busy or not, that brings you peace? Whether that's just like silence between your job or is that 
you know, you're in the middle of a workout and you're just like those five seconds, you're like, damn, you know, now I, mm-hmm. like, I feel really good. Mm-hmm. Is there any other time of the day that makes you feel that same way? So breath work. So like that comes from like practicing meditation, uh, which isn't easy at first, but I encourage like everyone I'm to try meditation. Right it's <laughs> perfectly fine to struggle. Like you're supposed to suck at something before you get better at it. But like sometimes I'll just pause and just do some breath work take some deep breaths and like I visualize energy too. So like I visualize energy coming in through my head and just, yeah, they always up. say it's like a spot on your head or even just like the top of my head okay, coming through your head and then just spreading throughout your body. So like you breathe in and you're pulling in the energy okay. and it's not like woo woo stuff. Like you actually feel it and you'll never understand until you actually try. But yeah, meditation is really powerful. And so how long do you meditate? each day or I, do you do it every day like how's that schedule i try for like? every day or actually i've been doing a lot better and more consistent with it so uh i try for like at least 10 minutes a day i couldn't it's, even get through like i got through three i was like yeah. three or four minutes and it was in the morning and i made the mistake of doing it in my bed so it's like okay i'm just gonna close my eyes i feel like okay maybe i'll go back to sleep but, but I'm, I'm trying I'm, were you lying down <laughs> I was sitting and then okay. I ended up laying down and then I, I got really comfy. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'll learn how to do it eventually. Well, I sometimes meditate in my bed, so that's not a mistake. Sitting up or yeah, laying sitting down? Up, okay. Sitting up. Because I've listened to podcasts where um, there's a podcast I listen to. It's called The Boss Talk. Okay. Um, and one of the guys on there was talking about how he meditates at night before bed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, does that work the same? Like you're about like you're on that verge about falling asleep but you're not mm-hmm. but you're supposed to be meditating but you're also supposed to be relaxing so I'm like are you actually meditating if you're in bed closing your eyes laying down and literally about to fall asleep would that be considered the same thing because I, I do know people that do it in the morning or some people that do it in the day mm-hmm. but i just questions um you're not the this is rajan is my second session in person um that i've done with the in-person kind of recording the podcast um but my first session with marcelo he actually does his meditating i think he, when he gets in his car at work he pulls up he puts like one of those windshield shades on there okay he turns his car off and then he just has like five minutes of silence in his car that's good so it's just like it's interesting to see when people meditate or how mm-hmm. they kind of like what works for them mm-hmm. um but yeah uh next question what inspires you what inspires your best ideas and concepts? And this could be like band or car related or even just like in your own life. And Yeah, so that. for me, like the benchmark, if I want to do something is, will this help me grow? Is this cool and innovative? And is this creative? Does it excite me? So if something is like the norm, like, like let's say if I wanted to go into a business and everyone's doing that business, that really turns me off. It's like, why would I do it if so many other people are yeah. doing the same thing? Why be ordinary when you could be exactly. extraordinary? Yeah, exactly. So for me, the benchmark and what ex- inspires me is like, if no one's doing this or if not a lot of people are doing this, I want to I do it and try to be the best as possible at this one thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, With car parts, because you design them, mm-hmm. is it just like, oh, I think this is really cool? Or is it, do you look at different cars and you're like, oh, that'd be really cool if it was like a part that was a hybrid between this car and this. I don't know anything about this. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm just 
I'm just kind of. That's a good question. So when it comes to thinking like what, uh, what parts to make, there's a few different ways, like diff- different ways I look at it. It's like, it could be something I need. Okay. And maybe like other companies make the same thing. So I'll just like design it and try to improve on what other people do. Yeah, kind of customize it to what you want. Or exactly. This- like, oh, I like this feature, but I don't like that feature. So I'll just like put my own spin on it. Okay. Try to be creative. Or sometimes I'll combine the function of two parts together and make like one part that's it's like, like the it's ultimate. like two in one shampoo, exactly. right? Yeah, <laughs> shampoo exactly. conditioner. <laughs> exactly. That was three in one. Oh, shampoo damn. conditioner and body wash. It might be controversial for some people, but like that works that's what works for me. <laughs> hey, whatever works for you. Um same question, uh, but for music. Do you listen to for me, I love uh, watching other people produce Mm -hmm. and also kind of listening to other music that i like but that other music that are in different genres and kind of trying to mix them together so i don't know if you know who uh, john bellion is no i don't know oh you gotta check him out man he's got um so he produces but he also sings but he does a lot of collaborations um with his music and he's also helped other artists like uh justin bieber uh i think he's done halsey there's like a ton of just big artists, Maroon 5, where he produces with them and helps them with those concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you guys write, okay, I know this is, this is kind of, we kind of just talked about this. Um, do you guys listen to different, like, is it inspired by the music that you listen to? Or is it inspired by like, your um, kind of just listening to random things the day to day, like just random sounds and you're like, ooh, I could, Charlie Puth does a lot with his music. Um, he made he makes a song where it's literally just the the door hinge creaking. Okay. And then he just literally takes that concept and then builds a song around it. That's cool. So I was just curious, what does that look for you, or look like for you? It's very random. Like, yes, it's a mixture of what we listen to, but it's also a mixture of like who we are, and I guess that's I like kind that. of influence like that. of that's kind of influenced by who we listen to. I don't know. It's like you're kind of asking like chicken or the egg, what, which came first. So like, but yeah, it's a mixture of both. And I noticed like I'll go through phases and I'll listen to certain bands and that would have an influence on my sound, like what kind of stuff I come up with. Gotcha. Yeah. It's just interesting. I, I think um, this podcast was when I was kind of coming up with the ideas and what the purpose is. It's just like what cultivates that creativity and how do you use it in different senses? Mm-hmm. Um next question okay well the next question is like what does your creative process look like so does that start with um so once you have this idea do you go into certain software with your car parts and like i i, I know nothing about this yeah, so, <laughs> educate me so the creative process is it's a very random process <laughs> it could be long or it could be short so but the most important thing is to never force it. You can't force creativity. Yeah, it's really tough. So I'll use an example. I had an idea for a car part that I haven't released yet, but I kind of figured out how to do it. So I had the idea in my head and I just sat on it and I would just like, I'll just daydream from time to time about this idea. Like, oh, how can we make this work mechanically? Like, how can we get the function that we want in the cons- space constraints that we have? And it's something that like no one's ever done before but i kind of figured it out just by like daydreaming about it like oh maybe we could do this but no that'll conflict with that oh so we have to take like another approach which is fine but yeah you just like obsess over this one thing and you just like 
chip away at it just like you have like a block of ice yeah and then you just slowly chip away at it and then you have an ice sculpture so you can't rush it it'll take as long as it takes but as long as you keep going yeah you'll eventually get there about it i know um i i could be a really creative person um and i my boyfriend sometimes is there sometimes not he's more analytical than anything Mm -hmm. um and sometimes he's like oh you know you haven't touched the podcast or you haven't touched like you haven't touched your guitar you haven't you know picked anything up um so how's that going and i think for a lot of people that aren't really as creative as people like us or have that kind of space in their brain um it looks like we're not doing anything, mm-hmm. but it's just like we're actually sitting and thinking and there's like there's not really um, in the sense of kind of how the world works. There's not really like much of a deadline to creativity. Yeah. Sometimes it's like 2 a.m. and you're like, OK, I think this works. And that's that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. Um, but that's very interesting for the band with that. Is it just like you guys record that one clip or you guys kind of just like sit down and kind of throw darts at the wall and if it lands right on the bullseye that's kind of what you go with or how does that look for you guys so there's two ways where we write music um i'll use so like one way is like i'll come up with the riffs while i'm just messing around in my bedroom and i'll send them to the group chat okay and our singer will like come up with lyrics on top of them okay and that's really cool yeah that's (laughs) a cool way we do it another way is we'll be practicing and we'll just spontaneously come up with something, something somehow. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But when it does work, it's just magic. And we're, we instantly start recording. Like, we can't lose this. It's, um, I think the cool part is, it's, it's that stuff that, it's almost like in a relationship when I used to get a lot of older people that I volunteered with. It was like, Looking, I was looking for relationship advice at like 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, for me, I've always like the dating scene's been, if I'm going to date you, it's going to be for a long time. And the thought of I'll probably end up like marrying you mm-hmm. or like more long term than anything. And I remember asking old people, like, what is your advice? Like, how do you know when you found the right person? And mm-hmm. they would just say, when you know, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that literally doesn't give me any metrics of how to kind of uh, measure this or how Mm -hmm. to deem this or see that it is kind of being successful and Mm -hmm. i think that same kind of concept with with music or creativity sometimes it's like you have something and there's not metrics to be like this is going to be successful or this is going to be great it's just like when you know you know (laughs) um that's really cool uh now kind of for the people to get to know you and a little bit more of the sound of your band. Um, what type of music do you listen to? And like, who are your top three favorite all time okay. artists? So top three, I would say is Rage Against the Machine. And number one, rank them, rank. Okay, rank. Okay, let's say right now, Rage <laughs> okay, Against the okay. Machine is two. Two, okay. Yeah, but two. it's always in the top three. It fluctuates. Gotcha, gotcha. Number one right now is this, they're not as big as Rage, but I really love their sound. They're called Valley of the Sun. Okay. They're very hard rock, but melodic. So, like, they have great energy, but they're very melodic. So, it just hits you differently. I love, <laughs> I just love their sound, and it's very meaningful music. Okay, you got yeah. one more artist. And Who are you going to fill the spot? Third is Soundgarden. 
Okay. Yeah. So I love 90s rock. And Soundgarden is just my favorite grunge band. They're just so hard, but also melodic and very abstract. And I love them. I think it's uh, because I'm more on like the pop side. For me, it's like Mm -hmm. uh, Lauv, Bozzy, a little bit of John Belly and Justin Bieber. That's like, that's where where my music days is. So you can call me like a 12-year-old girl, basically. (laughs) Um, But I think it's interesting because even though I don't like your type of music you and my boyfriend as we talked about off air um have the same type of sounds Mm -hmm. like that um and for me it's when i try to i try to understand it (laughs) and when he plays his music in the car i try to understand like just because i don't like it like what do you what is so amazing and what is so like what draws you to their music and their sound so that i can understand (laughs) how this is yeah. so great yeah um kind of like there's like in a lot of rock there's a lot of riffs mm-hmm. and like or i know this isn't really rock but like in purple rain you know how there's that by prince there's like that kind of that really long riff that goes on for like two or three minutes you know purple rain purple I, i've rain. listened to it but i don't know the riff you're talking about it's like it's it's long okay but there's a lot of like electric guitar in that um and for some people, like that's that's what really draws them to the music is like mm-hmm. you could just feel that vibe. And yeah. so I like I like to, um, even though it's not my thing, I love to, I like to not loved. I, I still do um, kind of listen for whatever you think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, for Rage Against the Machine, I know it's like, it's really that rage and that metal, and you could feel kind of the emotion in that voice. Mm-hmm. And some people at first for me, I just thought like. This just this dude just screaming, <laughs> and yeah. too many too many um, Red Bulls, and here he here he is, you know. But yeah. um, I think it's really cool, and I love to ask people like what draws them to certain things. I see. Um, our next question, I saw that for your band, you guys opened for the Veer Union, and also New Year's Day. How yeah. was that? That was a really cool experience. So explain explain this experience so we could feel like how you did. Yeah. So. We came out of one gig. We played at Bovine in Toronto. And then the next day, I woke up to a message on Facebook. Someone messaged our band um, page. And she was like, hey, I heard of your band. We have an opening slot for the Veer Union. Are you guys interested? Let me know. And I had to like rub my eyes up because (laughs) I was like, what? Is this the Veer Union that I listened in high school? Because, yeah, I actually listened to the Veer Union in high school. And... Yeah, and some, they reached out to Yeah, you, they reached man. out to us. So somehow someone at the show we played a couple of days ago liked us and recommended us to this one concert agency. And wow. yeah, we got the gig that way. And it was cool. Like uh, preparing for that gig was different. Like they're opening for a professional band. There's a few things that you have to do differently. Like you have to prepare a tech writer, which is... Kind of like enlighten us. I have no idea what that means. It's basically a plot of like where everyone in the band is on the stage. Okay. So like you need to be like, oh, the guitarist is there, bass is there, our drummer needs these many toms because they they want to have like seamless transitions between bands. Okay. So like that's something we've never done. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I'm sure if you're like playing a stadium, there's so much other stuff, but like there was like a few other things. Just like business logistics stuff that we had to take care of opening for a touring band. But it was a cool experience. And 
got to talk to the fear union after they liked that's, us this is isn't that that's crazy what was cool like is the, like as we were playing uh we saw the singer he was like on the side of the mosh pit like bobbing his head i was like oh shit he, they like us like, that's pretty cool that's insane that was pretty cool that's that's crazy yeah because I, I go to a lot of concerts i'm almost always on like SeatGeek or Ticketmaster, whoever i can i can hop into their show or like go see them mm-hmm. i think um kind of living where i where i was in the in the states like we're not near the like the next big city is new orleans and even then we kind of get skipped over like mm-hmm. then the the next possible city you could go to is either like houston atlanta or orlando which is like another atlanta is like another five maybe six if you're a slow driver hours away and then everything else is like it's like seven eight hours of traffic Mm -hmm. um and so for me i think i i really went through a phase of like just being entertained but i think it's cool now being in toronto there's so many shows i'm like okay how like now I'm at the point where I used to be like, I have to be front row. I have to be here. Yeah. Some artists, it's like, you have to be front row. Like, ride or die. You have to be like, for Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. I'm assuming you're at the front row. Yeah, well, I tried to go to the front row. The closest I <laughs> could get. If it's GA. I was in GA, so I, I overpaid for GA tickets because, like, when else am I going to get a chance to That's see Rage true. Against the Machine? So I, I paid the scalper's fee. And then, oh, I had a blast. Uh, oh. I tried to get to the front row, but the closest I could get is like three people away from this. That's okay. But I that's mean, that's still, good. you could be all the way in the back. Yeah. Oh. But most of the time I was in the pit and I was like getting <laughs> messed up. Um, with alcohol or just like No, physically? no, physically okay, messed okay. up. Like I walked out. Because it could be both. <laughs> so the third song, I lost my glasses. Okay. <laughs> Someone knocked my glasses off my face. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Like I'm at a rage, rage Against the Machine show. So like that didn't even phase me. It was just blurry. But like as long as I could see the person that I'm aiming at in the mosh pit. No, I'm just joking. But like, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And oh, I walked out of there shirt drenched. Uh, bruises on all four <laughs> limbs and it was a blast like i look back on that and sometimes to hype myself before a workout i'll watch videos from that show or other rage against machine shows and music just is powerful up. music is powerful music is a drug like if you try working out with music versus without music <laughs> you go so much farther with music i literally when i pull up to good life if i forget mm. my airpods i'm like i'm driving the 12 oh, minute wow back. wow but also if you want to build mental strength, it's better to work out yeah, without true. music. So. Actually, I know a, a girl, not girl, woman. Um, shout out to Wendy. Um, she, for the most part, works out. Her deadlift's like 405. Wow. And she's like she's like my stature. Mm-hmm. I'm probably like 5'1", five 5'2". Five um, and sometimes she hits her PRs without music. Like, nice. it's just the crappy, like, whatever they play at the oh, gym yeah, yeah. you know and it's just like a commercial gym so sometimes yeah. you're like hitting your max so like good girls don't cry <laughs> big girls don't cry yeah. and i'm just like man that's that it really does take a, a lot of mental practice to mm-hmm. be able to do that yeah um next question what is your definition of success um and when slash what goals do you have to hit in order to consider yourself as successful? Mm-hmm. Like we're, th- we're talking more of the future. Yeah. Right. So I think, first of all, it's very important to know what you want to accomplish. Okay. 
And if you don't know what it is, you need to find out by trying different things and find yourself. So that's what I did throughout my 20s. Yeah, get lost and then you get find yourself. And find yourself. Eventually. Do like a lot of things that scare you and just try different stuff. So like what I found was my definition of success would be I've always wanted to create a business that impacts people in a positive way. And um, of course, there's like financial aspects to it, but creating a business that helps a lot of people, I think the financial is secondary. So like if you focus more on like helping other people, the fina- finances will come, it comes, whatever. And I, I have helped people like I have people working with me and we're putting food on family's tables, which is great, but I want to chase like more. So I'm working on a new startup with other guys and hopefully that will, that will provide and that will, that will hit those targets that I want to reach. And another, another definition of success for me is just being creative and like creating a lot of cool stuff in the world that no one else has made. So those are the two things I want to accomplish. And I'd say I'm on track to it, helping other people and just being creative. And yeah, we'll see how this journey goes i can definitely tell i when i sit down and i or even just like watch on youtube some of my favorite people that are in the creative space Mm -hmm. um i feel like a lot of our our generation but like society now um or even for me growing up it was here's the box and this is where you're at Mm -hmm. you know and it's just like for a lot of creators there's not it's hard. There's not really a school to be creative. Sometimes no. you just, it just happens. You find your own way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I love for this podcast for it to showcase that, um, my brother and I, well, more my brother, um, he's, it's like, you know, when people are like, Oh, um, what do you do for a living? Right. Or just like, what is your elevator pitch? Or when you're in an Uber, it's like, what do you do? when you're when there's a lot going on and you're like creative and trying to kind of make something of that creativity it's um there's not really a job description and there's not really like a a set way to say what you do because sometimes it's a lot more than that Mm -hmm. and i always thought um even growing up or just even before i kind of started my path on the podcast and what i want to do it's like i thought you could only be one thing but as I'm listening to other podcasters and, you know, also just doing random research on the internet and or just like creative research, um, most of those people, there's there's really not like there's not a way to describe it. And you kind of just do what you do. And it's hard whenever you try to tell someone where their mindset is, this is the box. So you're like, oh, I'm a creative director or something. And it's like what does that mean Mm -hmm. because for them it's just like how can you make something by being creative but for us it's like you can make anything Mm -hmm. by being creative and i think that's uh that's really cool and i love that we were able to sit down and kind of talk about that um one last random question that we didn't have on here what is like your biggest fear in the sense of like for me it used to be swimming with the sharks Mm -hmm. and um 
like because I grew up swimming and then Josh my older brother as you know uh by the way Rajan is my god brother <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how we know each other um Josh would tell me like oh there's a shark in the deep end if you don't <laughs> swim fast like the shark's gonna eat you oh, and man. even at like four years old that scarred me for the wow. rest of my life oh, man. and I had been in, at different pools or different places and um back in 2020 I think it was 2020 2020 2021 my boyfriend I actually because I was like I I had gone through a lot of things in my story I'm not going to get into it where it was like I knew that if I could overcome my biggest fear at least the childhood one like Mm -hmm. the shark thing that I could I could kind of move forward and it was just like okay whenever something else scary happens it's just like okay well we got through the biggest one so we we can get through this one Mm -hmm. um and so my boyfriend and I, we went to snorkel in the Georgia Aquarium and there's like whale sharks, but there's always, there's also like black tip reef sharks. Nice. I could show you the pictures. Yeah. Um, it doesn't just have to be that. It could be like a relationship thing. Or it could be whatever. Like, what's your biggest fear? What scares you? What scares me is going into a room of people way smarter than me okay. and holding a conversation with them. I can see. I, I never really thought about that. But yeah, that is very... Yeah, that scares uh, me. That intimidates me. And something that I've been telling myself, and I'm sure I have other fears that I can't think of at the, at the moment, but uh, something I heard in the book, The War of Art, which Nicholas, my cousin Nicholas, he recommended <laughs> to me, and Joe Rogan and a lot of other people talk about it, and I love it. It's my favorite book, is if something scares you, that's an indicator that's that's what you should do to grow oh i've heard i think i've heard okay i've heard of this this quote or this kind of concept yeah i think i know what book you're talking about i've heard i've heard about that in yeah. a lot of other podcasts yeah. um but i think it's true i think uh for me for example like i've been in that place where i'm like i'm kind of scared to do something or it's just like in my first podcast the sit down that i did with marcelo before we met up i was really nervous and i was almost scared Mm -hmm. but i'm like if i'm scared i think i should follow that yeah because sometimes the greatness is on the other side of that exactly right and um i've been listening to a lot of like john bellion they're making the making of whatever song or album and he talks about like when it when it comes to creativity um kind of that collaboration it's like greatness is on the other side where everybody is really at the peak of their either creative like kind of mind or creative Mm -hmm. talents or just even like vocal talents and it's just like you just have to keep pushing to just a little bit very close to that limitation line Mm -hmm. and that's where it all comes together and that's where the magic happens Mm -hmm. um have you ever been in that situation where you were in a room or even just like not a room filled but like in a space where you knew a lot of other people knew more than you did yeah i have like i've had for a previous job sales calls in an industry that i didn't know much about luckily i had a partner beside me in the sales call who took up most of the brunt work (laughs) but yeah i felt like so out of my element i felt like an idiot but like I grew from that experience and yeah. So how did you grow from that? I'm just curious. Just more courage and being okay with looking like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be okay with that and still like push through and just learn and 
evolve so that next time you look like less of an idiot <laughs> i think it's true too like a lot of people ask um like when when they're starting at the gym right it's like mm-hmm. i don't know what a barbell is i don't know how to rack it i don't know how to you know i don't know how to properly deadlift i don't know how to use these machines mm-hmm. and it's just like you just gotta go in and fucking do it exactly you know um that was really interesting i I'm, I don't think I've ever heard that like as a fear because most people it's like oh I'm scared of heights or I don't do well what's what our public speaking and it, I, I never thought about that mm-hmm. that's cool um kind of now we're going into our closing questions um death is inevitable when you're gone how do you want to be remembered I want to be remembered as someone who accomplished whatever he wanted to do and at the same time helped other people accomplish what they want to do because i really think anyone can accomplish anyone can accomplish whatever they want as long as they put their mind to it and actually do it actually do it (laughs) and not be deterred by obstacles or fears and yeah yeah i think that's really important because I, i think a lot of people i know a lot of people whether it's from not just my small town but people that you meet in in college and or just people along the way in life where they're like, oh, it'd be really cool to start this or mm-hmm. it, this would be a cool idea. But then it just stays in the back burner of their brain as an yeah. idea rather than like a priority or something that they could do to not just excel themselves, but also grow and help other people. So I, re- I really mm-hmm. admire this startup business, this, um, you know, the, the car park business and also with the band because it's just like, um, I think it's really interesting too because obviously I'm, I'm now just starting off with the podcast and like my guests are also kind of still in like have started. That's my thing for guests. Mm-hmm. It's just, if I reach out to you, there's something that I see creatively mm-hmm. or like in the mindset where you understand the same thing of being mindful of what you do, being intentional, being creative and like being intentional with that creativity. And that's, what's going to push you forward. Like you might not be where you want to be in the way of like yet as in being successful but you know like if you follow doing those things that that make you successful as in some people like meditate some people journal like really kind of growing yourself every day to be a better version of yourself because you may look back and even in a month right if you start working out or you look back in a year or what, how, whatever time frame, and you look back and you're like, man, I don't even recognize the person that I was. Or yeah. like, I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, it's crazy. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. it's interesting for me because I had just been going to like, I would work on Saturdays, and then that was like, that was my day. And I, I woke up late today, but at some point I had a split second in the mirror where I was like, I'm going to go record in person a uh-huh. podcast episode where I remember weeks prior i was just like ideas of like well i could i could get roger on on the, huh. on the podcast I think that would be sick and yeah i'll drive the hour and 30 minutes it gets it like you know but i i always thought like that'd be so cool if those are my plans and i look myself in the mm-hmm. mirror today i was like those are my plans yeah. you know like the, those those ideas and those dreams are like slowly becoming reality and mm-hmm. i think a lot of people think like it takes it takes you got to have the best equipment. You got to have no. the best camera. You got to have the best guitar to record this. You got to have the best studio. But it like, it's like, if you just start, yeah, exactly. that's, that's what will bring you forward. Um, 
Last question, any advice for, I know this is kind of a broader question, but any advice for people that want to start doing what you're doing, whether it's starting a business or kind of chasing those dreams or um, just in general, music, mm-hmm. what's your advice? So first, first advice is to find out what you want. Don't chase what someone else has just because you think, that might be what you want. You have to like realize what you want on a deep level and that'll set your course. So like that's your North star. That's where you want to end up. Like if you want to become like a YouTuber, that's your North star. So you're going to chase that. And then you have to just start doing stuff that will get you there. So, and like it won't always get you there overnight or usually won't, but you just have to keep, going in that direction you have to just keep walking towards the north star and just keep working keep your head down and just keep doing stuff you'll grow and eventually eventually you'll get there like an an, an, an analogy i like to say <laughs> is like let's say if you're in new york and you want to get to los angeles on foot and oh man that's such a hard journey but like it's still possible all you have to do is literally just walk in that direction <laughs> that's and true. it sounds like really dumb but like chasing your dreams is like no but it's like it's true because like some people are like oh well how do i get to la from new york and then they'll spend all of this time in new york just like walking in circles rather than actually just heading or they'll like print out the turn by turn directions like you don't have to do that you just walk west yeah just keep walking west and eventually you'll get to where you want to be so as long as you don't like give up along the way like you don't stop in colorado and be like oh i'll settle for this you just keep walking there's um i was listening same podcast uh boss talk um one of the guys on there said it's this things that you spend the most time your all of your time doing is what you become Mm -hmm. so if you're like that person that just like is that like that meme of that i think it's like a monkey and he's he's like he has his hands out he's like this Mm -hmm. you know like he's just kind of looks like he's juggling a little bit it's like if you spend all your time doing that or if you spend your time playing video games or if you spend your time a lot of your time high like that's what you become but if you spend your time working on yourself building your business building your passions and you know just following with whatever you want to do like eventually if you just keep at it that's what you'll become it's not going to be easy um and i think now everybody's just like thinks that oh, I could do this and it'll blow up. But it's like, no. it's, there's there's a lot more to it. And you'll you'll see that like a lot of overnight successes are behind the scenes, actually like a 10 year success story. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, I go ahead. Another thing I wanted to say is like, there's two ways you could spend your time. You could either be creative or you could consume stuff. So like, do you want to be a consumer oh. or do you want to be a creator? You know, there's a good book you should check out. I just finished it. It's mm-hmm. called The 5 A.M. Club Okay. Um, by Robin Sharma. And one of my favorite quotes that I actually put up on my vision board for this year was he was talking about like dopamine, being distracted, whether that's emails and things you have to do or just mm-hmm. like watching YouTube or movies all the time. But he says that um, like victims, as he calls them, victims of entertainment have big TVs mm-hmm. and this is not about financials. It's about the, it's about the self growth. That's, it's that concept. Um, so yeah, and, ent- uh, victims of entertainment want to be, or want to be entertained. So they have big TVs. They mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on social media. They spend a lot of time 
whatever whatever they're doing and consuming um but i think the word he used was leaders have big libraries Mm -hmm. and i think that's that's a lot different because people think like oh well i'm watching this youtube video to learn how to cook and it's like okay then why are you watching now why are you watching giraffes giving birth you know it's like you follow you fall into that realm or like i come in looking for this and like next thing i know like how am i watching like yeah exactly and it's just like yeah you're learning of it and um like i've been a victim i think we've all been a victim but it's just like Next thing you know, you come in looking for that. Next thing you know, you're, you're looking at things that are related because mm-hmm. that's what the algorithm brings you. Yeah. Well, the next thing you know, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to learn how to make Mongolian beef. But next thing I know, I'm learning about how to make sushi. Next thing I know, I'm learning how to make, you know, like rice. And it's just like, yeah, it's all related, but it's that's not the goal and that's not the vision. And now mm-hmm. I've spent 20 minutes of my time watching these videos. Not that they're not educational, but I've been distracted Yeah. type of thing. Um also, it's, I'm not saying that you should only be creative. Consuming time, consuming stuff is important because that can turn into inspiration it's true. for stuff. But you should be aware of not consuming too much, and you should spend more time creating. Do you and have just honing a, your skills? Sorry. Um. Do you have an iPhone? Are you an iPhone person? No, Are Samsung. You, for me, it's um on iPhone. When it's like you get a notification of like your your screen time. Mm-hmm. I bet Android has that. It does. It does. Like, has a weekly report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we have that as well. And it's just like, damn, I spent, you know, four hours this week on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember some days it was like, and sometimes it is just where you are mentally, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, Esther and I talk about whenever you're not in the greatest mentality or like you're just mentally like not doing well. For mm-hmm. me, like my laundry is like stacked up <laughs> for me it's my car like there's just tim hortons or starbucks okay. there's just like wrappers right yeah. um is there anything where when you were in your bed or not in the right mental place or had a bad mental health that that had happened to you where it was just like something was either messy or like you were behind on stuff yeah i've had times in my life where things were not great and stuff was piling up and i was like it felt like the walls were closing in on me and it was important. <laughs> yeah, it was important to like really ground yourself and just do one thing at a time. You just have to put one foot in front of, in front of the other. Actually, I actually have a story that kind of relates. Sure. I was at Banff National Park. Okay. I was there in June and I was hiking up a mountain because it's June. I just wore shorts and like hiking Uh-oh. shoes not hiking boots like nike hiking shoes okay and a sweater and i went up this trail and i got to this one tea house it's the famous tea house that everyone hears about in banff it's like on top of the mountain they sell like coffee and cakes and stuff i got there and it was great but like there was a higher section of the trail that i wanted to get to Uh-oh. and so i went around i went around the lake and i got to this one steep part it was like a it was steeper than 45 degrees. Dang. And in some parts, the snow was like deeper than my whole leg. Like if you <laughs> fell through, like my whole leg went through the snow. Wet socks. So I was like, okay, I want to, I really want to get up there, but I don't know if it's safe because it's like all snow and I'm in shorts yeah. <laughs> and Nike hiking shoes and a sweater. So I got to the bottom of that last climb and I asked this one girl who was chilling there, 
I was like, oh, have you ever been up there? Because I was like kind of nervous. So I asked her for like confirmation that, oh, yeah, it's definitely okay to go up. But her answer was like, oh, I haven't been up there. I didn't bring my crampons. So it's not safe. So that triggered something in my head. I always have this mentality that if someone says it's not possible, I'm going to prove you wrong. And that's like one of my biggest drivers. Like haters or doubters are like my biggest driver. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, 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 really. Fuck you, I'm going to prove you wrong. It's like I grew up listening to a lot of punk in high school. So like that's kind of the attitude. Yeah, that's You're wrong. I can do this. So like I started going up it and it was crazy like it was the hardest climb i've ever done in my whole life like i had to like use all four limbs i had no gloves with me so like my hands were getting frostbite <laughs> and i was like i actually thought i could have like seriously injured myself yeah because so, you're like, in shorts yeah i was in shorts i was so cold like it's the worst frostbite i've ever had so i looked back i was like maybe i'll just go back but it looks super sketchy because like it was all bumpy and steep and I, I was so scared that if I fell, I would have like, like slid down the mountain. And what's trippy was that before I got there, I saw someone else slide down the mountain and she slid all the way down to like a frozen lake. So I was like replaying that in my head. I was like, oh, damn, I can't go back down. I have to go up. But like I'm looking up. It's like it seemed like an impossible task, like standing at the near the base. But. It's such an impossible task. Yeah. (laughs) But the one lesson that I learned was you just have to keep going. You don't want to like always look at your end goal. I had a baseball cap and the baseball cap shielded me from like looking at the top. Because like looking at like the entire journey, that will psych you out. The most important thing to focus on is like the next few steps. So because I had a baseball cap, I couldn't see the top. (laughs) I could only see the few steps in front of me. So I just like, okay, I can make these few steps. Okay, I made these few steps. I can make you the next just, few yeah, steps. Keep so you going. just keep going. Keep your head down. Keep going. And you'll get there. And I did get so, to okay, the top. Okay, I was going to say. You I can't did get finish, to the top. I finished the story. And I felt like so alive. Like the view was so beautiful once I got there and so rewarding. It was like the best feeling ever. So I took the lessons from that and I just apply that to everyday life. Like don't look at the entire journey. Yeah, be mindful of it. But don't hyper focus on it don't let it psych you out just focus on the next few steps that you have to take so um how many feet would you say that was all like up there i'm sorry i'm canadian i speak oh, in meters sorry i'm I sorry don't know. Like, i'm a hybrid <laughs> uh i would say like i don't know it could be 100 meters so like how do you get down so i went sorry. you could go down you could descend there but like it's super sketchy. So I just went down the other side. There's a so, okay. shallower trail. Yeah, you can go. Okay. F- you can access it from another side. I, okay. If people are curious what that trail is called, it's called the Big Beehive Trail at Banff National Park. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I was just like, I always wonder because like, you know, you see these people climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. I may have butchered that. Um, or like even Everest. It's yeah. like, once you get up, like, how do you get down? Like, I guess you just... It's a simple answer. Like, you go down. Yeah, you, <laughs> you just, just go down the same way. But luckily for me, there was a, another trail going down. We, it wasn't uh, as sketchy. <laughs> we, my boyfriend and I, we went with my parents to Stone Mountain. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a little bit outside of Atlanta. Um, and we went up. And it's, like, it's just really rocky. Not like you get, like, a boulder type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it felt like, it, imagine the mountain itself, in my opinion, it's like the moon. 
Wow. Like there's a lot of craters at the top, mm. but going up, we were like, oh yeah, this is like, you know, we, we thought it was, I would say like a six, seven hard difficulty, yeah. but coming down, man, that's like a 10 oh, or 11. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> and so, so, so sometimes it, it like, I remember John and I, we were like, okay, we're going to get up there. And it was like, it was kind of tough. You, you get a little cardio out of it, but coming mm-hmm. down, I was like, that's not what I expected yeah. at all. Um, but for once you get to the top, there's that option to go down or you can just take the little, uh, what's it called? Like there's like a little cart or like a, I can't remember. It's like, like what are those things called? Cable car a cable something? car. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, my boyfriend's scared of heights. So we just all the way down. Oh, <laughs> Do I regret it? No, not really. But, uh. My knees did. Oh, damn. <laughs> it was one of those. But we went, um, it was actually, it was that same trip as when we went to the Georgia Aquarium to do that snorkeling. Um, we went in like September. It was mm. Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. Okay. So for like still down south, it was still pretty hot. Damn. So that was fun. Nice. And we only brought a half a water bottle. Oh, that's a big for mistake. For the two of us. That's a big mistake. <laughs> so it's just like, uh, and you get up there and all they sell is popcorn. <laughs> like there's like, I, there, there's popcorn and slushies. So they sell you stuff that makes you more thirsty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. But it was like, it's, yeah, you take the lessons out of, sometimes in, in hardships and stuff like that, it's like taking the experience. Like what can I, it was tough, but mm-hmm. what can I learn from it? Exactly. Um. But There's a lesson in everything. There really is. If yeah. you look for it, and that's your perspective, because some people will think like, "Oh, I just uh, I hit a hardship and like, fuck, I'm at the bottom. Like this yeah. is this is gonna ruin my whole life." And if you're in that mentality, or you're just like, "Okay, great, I went. I'm gonna try to make this sh- story short." Um, my friend and I, Sage, we went to the Canadian. David Foster was there. I don't know if you know who he is. No, he's I don't. a he's like a really big producer, like Marco, uh, Marco, Michael Bublé, Celine wow, Dion. Nice. Um, it was like this award show. They were getting inducted to the Canadian Songwriters Award, nice. yeah. and I went because J.P. Sachs was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. He's I think he's from like Kingston, so he's like he's if the world was ending, you come over, right? You know him? No, I've heard of his name, but. He, he's from like he's from around here um and he was supposed to be there one of okay. my favorite people probably one of my top five for sure nice um went there he performed for like two minutes and the seats that we had were like all the way at the top mm-hmm. so we couldn't even see him on the stage oh wow <laughs> and the thing was like three and a half hours long oh snap and um you know some of it's like it's like it's a canadian thing so half of it was in english half of it was in french so everything oh, <laughs> everything that they said was in english mm-hmm. and if you're like fuck that was so long they had to repeat it in oh french. snap wow and i was like i was sitting next to sage i was like yo i'm hungry oh, snap. and it, it like it was like kind of cold kind of wet that day and we already like ran in heels down over there um from the eaton center down um and I remember like I sat there and Sage was like having a great time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is she getting out of this experience that I'm not, you know, I'm just I like, see. yo, you want to get sushi, like get to- toasted sushi. And she's like, we're going to finish this. <laughs> I was like, we're an hour in and it's like three hours oh, long snap. and I'm hungry, man. And yeah. she's just like, just sit and listen to the, to the music and listen to like all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember like 
I was, I was trying to think like what is she seeing mm-hmm. what and even with your type of music and what John listens to I'm like what are they seeing in in this that mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it might not be my thing but mm-hmm. at least in it, it's an experience that I'm exposed to now mm-hmm. um so I never regret when I have like when I get even when I'm driving when I get lost or anything like that it's just like I uh, want to make sure that I am always trying to find the story or what's the lesson learned even though it may not be the best experience but you know how can i grow from this yeah um but we're at the end but thank you so much for your time rajan um this will be posted on spotify um apple music and also on youtube so i will link all of your stuff out there awesome and um go check out the album go check out if you need a custom car part and you're in toronto well, most of our customers are actually in the States. Never mind. So. <laughs> <laughs> Never if you're mind. anywhere except for Mars. You can get something. Yeah. E-commerce. Online business. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, no problem, uh, Mackenzie. We're clocking out. All right. See you guys. Hey, guys. I just want to hop on here real quick while I'm editing. As a reminder, don't forget to stay mindful because being mindful can help build the best version of yourself. And also, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening in and supporting me on this podcasting journey. Um, Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe on whichever platform you're using. It really helps us grow our community. And I am super excited to start this journey. And I will catch you in the next one.